1: Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit JoinCrowdHealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's JoinCrowdHealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply.
2: With no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.
3: what's up guys welcome to the black wealth renaissance podcast our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast we would love to hear all feedback you have now enjoy the show
2: all right, everybody, welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bellard, checking in with my co-host. Fellas, how y'all doing? What's good? It's your boy, Jalen, man, checking in. For sure. What's good, Jalen? Kelly checking Check. in. What's good? What up?
0: What
1: up? What up? How y'all doing? It's Jerry checking in, man. Y'all y'all kind of heard it already. We we got this conversation rolling, man. There's this some good stuff going. <laughs> that's some great stuff, man.
2: We got a, another very, very special episode. Man, we just we got us a guest. He out of Houston, Texas, but, but he a Louisiana who? native. Yeah, yes, sir. Out of, out of throw the bells Oakville. up, man. Louisiana. Oakdale we got Louisiana. us an agent and investor in real estate, Mister Real Estate Paris.
4: Paris. Yeah, Re- Real Estate Paris underscore on Instagram, man. Go follow your boy.
3: Yeah, Are Let's go, there? bro.
4: Huh? How you feeling? You know, I'm like I said, I'm I'm excited, bro. You know, like I said, eat, sleep, and you know what? Take a dump. <laughs> Real estate, bro. So I'm excited, man, you know, like I said, to be able to get on this podcast with y'all. You know, to just to just be able to go full fledged and uh I'm ready to roll, man. I'm ready to roll on it. Let's go. we I'm appreciate good. you
3: coming on, bro. We excited to have you, man. But <laughs> uh, we no had just had a great conversation off-screen, man. So we know it's about to be great. The energy is there, man. So let's just get into it, bro. Uh, we just want you to know, introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know, you know, how you got started. What was kind of like your backstory? And, you know, how did you get to real estate pairs, as you call yourself now?
4: Well, I like to start with the backstory first. You know, I like to tell everybody, you know, I come from the mud. You know, a lot of people like to say they really can't, but I really came from the mud. You know, uh, no mother, no father my whole life. Uh, like <laughs> foster care systems. You know, I've been in foster care. I, w- I went to foster care when I was 10. I got out uh, when I was 15. Um, the baby of four, uh, nobody graduated from high school. I was the one to go ahead and graduate from high school, and I was the baby. Like I said, I, I felt the whole weight on my shoulder, so I felt like I had to do something in life. And, uh, of course, I went ahead and went to college. Uh, and with somebody actually, uh, my, my auntie actually filled out my college information to go to Louisiana Tech University and uh, dropped me off at school. I, didn't, I was going to uh, UTI where you go to work on cars and stuff like that. Yeah, she actually filled out my uh, FAFSA information, dropped me off at Louisiana Tech at some of her friend's house. And uh, man, you know, everything went from there. But, uh, you know, what ended up happening was, after I got, like, as soon as I got to college, I couldn't even name you five degrees. I couldn't, I didn't know anything about it. I graduated fifth from last in my high school class with a 2.2 GPA. I couldn't, I didn't know anything. You get what I'm saying? All yeah. I knew is that I wanted to play ball. If I wasn't playing ball, I wasn't going to school. If I wasn't playing football, I wasn't going to college. So well, I ended up trying out the whole college thing, and uh, I ended up transferring to View after I left Louisiana Tech University. So I went to PV. PV, you know. Y'all know what time <laughs> it is. And I graduated from PV. I uh, worked in the snack food industry for a, about a year, year and a half, making about $50,000 a year. Uh, I left the snack food industry. I ended up coming back into Houston. And uh, I got back into Houston. I started my mobile detailing service, I also working a second job at the time. And uh, I started finding myself, you know, coming home, you know, days when I'm off and, you know, late nights watching football, late nights watching basketball. I started finding myself turning from ESPN over to HGTV. And I'm like, all right, well, I the game back on. So I jumped back over into the game and I watched the game. And then I'm st- I started finding myself jumping right back to HGTV. And before you know it, I'm forgetting that the football and basketball game is on. Before you know it, like I said, I've been on watch two hours of HGTV trying to figure out the whole scheme, exactly how they're doing. And I know HGTV is not real, but when you can give me the idea that I can make 50 dollars 60000 dollars $80,000 just by renovating a house, I, I said, this is a no-brainer. Then why am I doing what I'm doing today, making two, dollars $300 a day? Not going to work. So, man, uh, like I said, uh, and I was lucky to have a guy, you know, and I studied real estate for about three years before I jumped into it. You know, so uh, I actually got started uh, going to all the little seminars. Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Riz Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I went to a lot of his meetups out here in Houston, like, three years before I went and got licensed. So, I was actually, like, kind of, you know, fishing with it. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But I, all I can say is I threw my line in the right water, bro. And uh, it's, it's been game time since, man. I had, I had uh, you know, I, I looked up. One of my professors actually was investing in real estate. He used to sit with me every Wednesday after class for a whole semester for about 30, 45 minutes and teach me LTV, teach me ARV, pretty much teach me exactly how to analyze a property. And this is all before I even got my real estate license. This is when I was still in college. Wow. So I I graduated, man, and I, I put all of it together. So I went from HGTV to Champion School of Real Estate. I got my real estate license and the whole purpose of me getting my real estate license was to knock out the middleman. I knew I did not have to get a real estate license in order to invest in the real estate, but I knew I could knock out the middleman and potentially save three all the way up to 6%. You do the math, you sell a $200,000 house, that's $6,000 you can save right now. You see what I'm saying? But imagine if I'm, re- because I'm representing myself as a seller. Imagine if I find a buyer as well. Yeah. Now I'm saying, you do the math on it, man. I'm saving $12,000 in a blink oh, of an eye just by representing myself, you know, by being a buyer agent, and uh or and also being uh the uh, the selling agent by selling the property myself. But that's pretty much how it all got started. Uh I flipped a couple properties now. It's got better since day one. My first one was twenty-seven thousand, my second one was forty-two thousand, my third my third one was around seventy thousand, and my last one, which you guys reached out to me, was uh, over a hundred thousand dollar deal. And it's been mm-hmm. it's been getting better and better. So for anybody out there watching this podcast. I just gave you just like a, 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 a pinch of pretty much how I got started. And uh, just, just a little bit over a year and a half ago, probably about 18, 19 months ago, I had $73 in my bank account. You know, so I just want to motivate you guys right now to just let you know, anybody out there watching, you can do it. Put your head down, drive, don't party, don't drink, don't smoke, do whatever you think you need to do in order to be successful in this business. I'm over six figures right now in my bank account. No flex, but just know you can go from nothing to something in the blink of an eye, bro.
2: In you know, the blink of an eye, man, man. <laughs> this is a lot that I really, we got to dig into. It. We got to go, we get into go those. too yeah. deep,
4: you know. I hope I ain't go too deep and miss out on some. I mean, you oh know, no, no, bro. This, stuff, this, this,
2: this is what we love. We love to take the oh, story bro. and just start picking out parts of it. So sure. I want to go back to just the whole, the whole getting started. Your spark was HGTV. Yeah, see, A lot of people, they watch HGTV and they right. enjoy watching it and like, they love the real estate thing. Right, But they'll right. never take the action like you did and go they out won't. and actually learn. So right. what was the moment like whenever you was like, man, to hell with just watching this shit. Let me just I, go and do I it. I got you. I got
4: you. I, I'm ready right now. I'm ready for that question. You had me jump before you even asked me. So <laughs> pretty much how it happened with me, man. I actually made a decision that most people make in life. They actually take the amount of money that they make, you know, you know what I'm saying? They actually, in, they actually live in life off of, you know, income, like, you know, from hard-earned income versus living life off of passive income, like from rental property or something like that. So I'm, actually, the money that I made off a commission check, I saved about two or three checks, and I went and bought me a BMW 750 Li Cash. You can go down on my Instagram page and you'll see it. I bought the car. I put a little work into it, and I drove it for a while. And I was like, man, now I'm going backwards. I just now took X amount of money out of my account and I know my overall goal is to invest. So I started finding myself going backwards just like everybody else do. You, you can't do that. So pretty much what I ended up doing, man, I sold my BMW, $18,000 cash. At the time, I was getting ready to close on two other deals by helping somebody buy real estate. I was getting paid 3% off of that. So I was probably about to get $6,000 off each one of those checks. I took that eighteen. Added that 12 to it. I was sitting with about maybe $27,000, $28,000 in my account. I went to another real estate
0: meetup. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
4: My dude Marlon, I went to his meetup and I said, hey, look, uh, I'm ready to like teach me something because right now I'm kind of I'm at a dead end. I got the funds. I know how to analyze a property. I just can't find one. So he was like, all right, look, come to our meetup." So I went to his meetup, and I guess he thought I was just like the typical guy. I went in there. They couldn't get a question off. Everybody else in that room, and I was in there with KD. That's where me and KD actually got back, like, merged and connected with each other from that day. He's sitting right, he's sitting right across me. Every time they asked a question, I got it. Ask another, I got it. I got it. I got it. So I kept asking all of their questions because I had been studying it for two or three years. I'm like, man, this is been a beginner class. I don't need beginner classes. I know how to analyze a property. I got the funds. I need a deal. I don't need nothing else. She teach me how to find a deal. So after the meeting was over with, I went up to him and I said, hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like you bullshitting me today. <laughs> <laughs> I got the money to do a deal. I know how to analyze a property. This was a beginner's class. I need a property. He was like, well, look, I'm gonna tell you now I'll tell this to anybody else. And it's so true. He said, the reason why you do not have a deal today is because you have not gotten in front of enough people. What he meant by that was uh, other and other uh, investors, other real estate agents that know how to find these properties, other wholesalers, all of these extra things. But just note that I sold my, I sold my BMW. After selling that BMW, I dumped every dollar you can think of, even up to this point. I'm broke every day. Because if I make $500,000 a day, I'm dumping $490,000 of it back into my business because I don't care about a dollar because I know how to live dirt poor. My monthly expenses is $1,400. Mm,
1: damn.
4: My monthly expenses is $1,400. So I'm cool. So if I make $100,000, I can live for seven more years right now without doing nothing else for the rest of my life.
3: Talk to him. Let them know. That's, 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 how you, that's how we
4: live, man. We got to stop living above our means. Live be long, baby. Let's eat, man. Let's go, but that's pretty much how I got started in real estate, man. I sold that, that dream car of mine, and uh, I, I, I took the cash from it and it dumped it into my first investment property, in which I profited $27,000 at the time, and it's, it's just been up and up from there, man. It's been up and up from there.
3: Hey, that's let's it. go, That's man. it. I also like, man, how, how you had your professor that really helped you,
4: bro? Most because, definitely.
3: Because honestly, like, whenever I was in school, I went to school for business, and I had a professor. He would talk about, you know investing your money and stuff. But we we're asking, you know, like, how do you invest? Teachers about the stock market, but well, he would never get in depth with it. So that's, right, that's right. like really cool that you had somebody, you know, take the time out and say, you know what, I see this young man, he, he wants something. So right. I'm going to spend that extra amount of time into you. And being the fact that, you know, you were doing that while you are in school, it was like, you were getting that added value on top of your college education. A lot of right. people say college is bullshit, but you just yeah. got a
4: valuable life lesson, life lesson for sure, lesson for, sure. For, for sure. And at the time, they didn't even have a real estate class at the campus. And I'm believe it or not, nobody will believe this, bro, but Prairie U A&M has a real estate course because of me. Wow. And I don't want to take that away, and I ain't going to say that they wasn't doing it before me and they wasn't actually trying to input that into the business system. But they really jumped off that cliff because me and Dr. V.C. people was actually wondering, like, why is Dr. V.C. sitting 30 and 40 minutes at the class with this guy? So it ended up going up to the dean and everybody else, and they ended up inputting it into the system. But yeah, uh, man, me and, that, me and my professor sat 30 to 45 minutes every Wednesday after class for a whole semester and talked strictly real estate. So he pretty much taught me the basics. I did that real estate one on one in that course I went to with my dude. To try to learn real estate. I already knew all of that. Yeah, and I analyzed it for a whole semester. But now they actually have a real estate course at PV now, and they didn't have that whenever so I, I was actually. I, uh, I,
3: I got a question. Did you like already know that your teacher was investing in real estate? Like, how did that even come about? Did you just
4: stay after class one day? You know, actually, you, you know how everybody likes to throw out that they do real estate. He ended up throwing it out one day in the middle of class, and at the time, that's when I was watching HGTV while I was still in school. Yeah, You know, I'm watching HGTV and I was like, man, I got love for this real estate stuff. And I really, you know, most people, it take them years before you can even find like your purpose. I'm going to tell you when I found out that was my purpose and I don't want to jump the gun again. I failed my real estate course three times in a row and I cried after the third one. I'm a grown ass man. I'm 27 years old. But I cried after the third one was like, man, this shit must not be for me. But that's where we all mess up again. After you fail at something, you like to throw it away. Uh, no, nah, it ain't for me. But uh, pretty much, man, uh, at, at that point, you know, I knew it was for me. But uh, so after talking with him, I actually gave it a shot. But this is before I failed my courses. But I knew like talking to him and sitting with him 30 minutes after class, I, don't, I, wasn't even, I wasn't even going to study after class. So you need to tell me you got my attention 30 to 45 minutes every Wednesday after class. I must have a love for it there, too. Yeah. So I was sitting there and he was talking numbers. And, bro, it's a no brainer. You buy a property that's worth $100,000 for $40,000, you put $20,000 in, and you mean to tell me I can make somebody's salary of $40,000 in three months? Why am I not investing in the real estate? And bro, and I actually took that, bro, and it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Now I'm actually learning business credits. Now I'm actually about to get ready to fund all of my deals using none of my money, seriously using business credit. You know, but I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, man, bro, y'all got me running right now, man. I'm, I'm just pumped up right now talking real estate. This is no game. I don't do this for fun. I don't do this for play. This is my lifestyle. I love it. And like I said, once again, I eat, sleep, and you know what, real estate, bro. Hey,
0: we, we love it, bro. Your, your first deal. You said you made twenty seven thousand off of that. That's true. How, how did? You, how, can we go through that, like the process of? We that- can. We can.
4: So uh, at the time, remember, I told you I went ahead first and I was like, look, I need a deal. So pretty much my man, he, he actually brought a deal to the table. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, nobody wanted a deal. This deal was wholesaled four times before somebody bought it. And I was that last person. It was wholesaled four times. It was wholesaled four times before I got it. So I think I ended up getting a deal for 72000 Um, and bro, I was completely, I, I knew that I wanted to do this, but once their property, asked, as, as I signed that document statement that I wanted, because I was able to show the proof of funds, and I used a hard money lender to do it. It was my first time working with a hard money lender. It was my first time actually buying a house. So I actually bought my first house. I think I was uh, 25 at the time. I'm 27 now. Uh, I probably was 26. I only been invested for like a year and a half, almost two. And uh, I signed off on that paper. And I put my money down. because They asked for a certain percentage up front. So I ended up transferring like $12,000, $13,000, in between twelve and $18,000 into an account. I'm like, oh, there you go. I done blew some more money, but I'm just hoping that this one is going to work for me. Man, I, I blew that money. And uh, I actually like piggybacked, piggybacked off of the network, people that I knew. And I pulled uh, like contractors out, carpenters, contractors, plumbers, electricians. I pulled, I pulled all of that out. And I ended up uh, spending about, uh, so my loan amount was around like 50-something thousand. But I ended up spending uh, about $16,000 rehabbing that property. So I was, about, I was all in nearly $90,000. And then I ended up selling that property for like one hundred and twenty four dollars to $127,000 on my first deal, man. I, I cashed out, man, $27,000 profit, bro, on my first deal. But that was really all just jumping out on faith. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. All I know is I bought a property at a decent price. It wasn't the best price. Now, if I'd have known today, I would not have bought that property. You know, $27,000 is a good deal, but if anything could be a hiccup. Man, you can have any hiccup. You get what I'm saying? Somebody, you hold a property too long. Now, don't nobody want to buy for $127,000. It's been on the market for over four or five months. Now, people want to buy for $110,000. Now, I don't make any money. You see what I'm saying? And you had a property for three to four months. Now you ain't making nothing. So pretty much at that time, um, you know, I just jumped off the ship, man, and said, let's do it. I took this large lump sum of money. Like they say, your network is your net worth. I knew I was surrounded by some people that was doing it. And I dumped all my money into it at the time and said, let's do real estate full time. I mean, uh, let's go into real estate full fledged on this investing. And that's exactly what I did. And I was able to pull off like a 20, $27,000 profit on my first flip Hey, head first, bro.
3: Let's go, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, fine, <man. laughs> that's
4: it. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, the, the key is, is saving as much money as possible, as quick as possible, live below your means and build as much network as possible. Meet as many people as possible that you can, because man, it's, it's really all about who you know, you know, not what you know, really.
2: In, you, you yeah, was going to yeah, say something. I was, was going to touch on the, uh, the, just kind of the process of mm-hmm. going into That's what I wanted flip. to go to. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into. So, like, I know you said you pulled from your network to find the contractors and all that. But right. what was the timeline on that first flip for you?
4: I, man, believe it or not, I flipped my first deal quicker than probably any one of my other deals. That's crazy. So, you know, I flipped my first deal quicker than any one of my other deals. It was about, a, I think, about a three-and-a-half-month process, four-month process. Uh, whenever I bought the property, uh, like I said, it, I was, I had my contractors in there doing work. Like the next day I had, I had my estimates lined up. I had my contractors lined up. They went in and uh, I had my, my guy. Cause at the, at the time the, the house was pretty much gutted out. It was a brick house, about 1300 square foot, three bedroom, two bath. So, uh, the flooring was already good. Uh, some of the, some of the, the sheet and stuff was pulled out. It had no kitchen cabinets. It had no bathroom toilets. It had no tubs, no ceiling fans. It was, it was busted and disgusted. And I, and I figured, hey, I, I see why nobody wants this property. But I put everything together. At a, first, I had an electrician go in, and he had to rewire the house because it was in kind of like this hood area. So yeah. I guess somebody went in there and pulled all the copper wire out. They pulled, all the, cop, they pulled all the copper out. And uh, so I had to get somebody to come in and rewire the whole house. So they went in to rewire the whole house, and then I had my guys go in there and fix up the sheetrock and start touching up on the plumbing and make sure all the plumb, plumbing was good. But like I said, I had a different, piece in, you know, a different piece to the puzzle throughout the whole process. You know, a guy come in and do the carpet, I knew him from somebody else. The electrician, I knew him from somebody else. That's why I say your network is a network. The, the plumber knew him from somebody else. The dude who did the paint knew him from somebody else. You see what I'm saying? So it's just – uh, and I still work with the same people up until this day except for the guy who do majority of my work, my main contractor. I had to fire him on my last deal. But uh, it's I, I still – I know enough people to get another flip done. Well, I actually got another crew that I use right now. But uh, I had two at the time. Now I'm only down to one. So uh, I still know enough people if I need another crew to come in and do another job for me. Hey,
3: that's that's lit, man. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I love how you just, you know, you just hit the fire like hot. You hit the ground running, man.
4: Yeah. And
3: you just used everybody. Like, what was the, the like, your key takeaway, like, learning, though? I know you already had, like, the knowledge on, like, how to analyze. But that, that actual knowledge you learned, like, from that first flip.
4: What did I learn from the first flip? Um, believe it or not, I, I was pretty, I was already familiar with the process due to, to me being a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So I already knew the numbers. I knew that I knew how to run a CMA. So I knew exactly what I could sell it for. So I really went all the way in kind of knowing exactly. So I think the only thing that I kind of learned from the first one is to have my pieces in line before actually doing this deal. Because I did have to go out and shop rates. Like I had to go out and have uh, two or three guys come in and analyze the property. I also found out that, you know, after the property was done, one thing that I did find out and I got you now is after the property is pretty much renovated people gonna come in and say man this poor craftsmanship bullshit somebody else gonna come in and like their property looking exactly like that. so to each you know to to each his own you know so each buyer is a little bit different so pretty much what i learned from my first one is to pretty much have all of my pieces lined up as 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 far as my money my lenders you know of course that's with the money the knowing exactly how to market that property after i fix it have my contractors have everybody lined up to do this and then also be patient. So I did learn patience from my first one, but my, really my, just this last deal, I really learned patience. But my first one, uh, I had it, and uh, it was on the market for maybe about 14, 15 days. And I was getting showing after showing after showing, and I was getting a lot of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Pretty much saying, poor craftsmanship, this ain't done right. And then, boom, like 27 days or 24 to 27 days later, a couple came in and was like, oh, my God. This is one of the most beautiful houses we walked in three or four months. I want it. And it was a no-brainer. And they ended up closing like super, super fast using the conventional loan. And uh, it's been money since. So i take, what I pretty much what I took away from that is being patient, knowing that, yes, since I'm getting all this negative feedback, that don't mean go spend another five, six, dollars dollars $10,000 on this property to have it look like yeah. what the other people wanted it to look like. Because you're going to have somebody to actually come into this property and like it exactly how it looked. Because it was, it was pretty dope. I know it was dope. You get what I'm saying? I Ain't gonna do no bullshit in my properties, but yeah. you know, at, at the same time, you know, uh, you know, I kind of learned patience throughout that first one for sure.
0: I love it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. Can you major can you lesson. go through like your marketing process on, on how to how to get the deal on the back end done uh, once you've renovated the property? How do you get find your buyer? Okay,
4: you talking about as far as the marketing side of a uh, of uh, getting the property yeah. sold? after renovating it. So pretty much, like I said, at, at that point, I, I already knew exactly what I wanted to do, but you know, I, I do a lot of the dirty work that people don't do. You know, at the time, this is my first investment property. I already knew from the jump that I wasn't about to have this property set up. Yeah. So pretty much what I did was um, I, I, I door knocked. I went over um, about six streets north and about six streets south. I, I did a lot of door knocking and I went over from, like I said, six streets North, six streets South. And I also did open houses. You get what I'm saying? I actually went in and I did an open house uh, the first weekend of listing that property. So one key thing that people should know, you know, if you're getting ready to list a property or you're getting ready to list that property using the real estate as you want to put that property on the market Thursday or Friday, right before the weekend. Because normally at that time, you have, uh, you know, buyers and people that's interested in purchasing properties going searching for properties on the weekend, you know, because they're off of work. So pretty much I did an open house. I door knocked. I listed it on, uh, on of course, um, HAR.com and also like 70 other websites. And then, um, and I also did, I was thinking about doing a newspaper ad, but at, at the time, hundred and thirty dollars some dollars property at that time, I said I wasn't about to do it. You know, but, uh, I did a little bit of marketing for the property. You know, I told a bunch of friends, my network, exactly what I had going on. And I love, and I utilize social media as well. I did like a $15, 20 uh, ad on Instagram and Facebook that targeted that area. and pretty much made sure that that property was listed, you know, throughout social media as well. Like a pretty phenomenal with some good photos with a pretty dope video. And, uh, I, I was able to market that property as well. But of course somebody, you know, brung a buyer in that they found it on HAR and I was able to get off of it as soon as possible though.
2: That's fire bro. Uh, And I'm, I kind of want to dive into that a little bit, Uh, with you in your career as an agent, because you kind of touched on it with the marketing of that property, but that's a large part of being an agent altogether. Right. And a lot of people that, a lot of people always, that's kind of like the first step they want to take in the real estate. right? it's a lot of people who are agents who aren't getting deals done or aren't doing anything with that that's Could true. You, on the level of effort for marketing wise, just as you, to push your career as an agent forward.
4: Oh man. And you know, and that's the hardest part. Like I said, that 87% of people is gone by year two. That's pretty much what they stating, you know, because, and I, I just look at it at real estate in general, because if you're not a real estate agent, it's kind of hard to, you know, it's kind of hard to invest unless you're working a full-time job and you have someone else doing it. The people that are doing real estate full time, yeah, you, they pretty much gone by year two, you know, 87% of the people. So with that, I knew, and I'm going to be honest with you, no BS. When I went and got that real estate license and I failed it three times in a row, when I failed that real estate exam three times in a row and I actually passed it on a fourth one, I looked myself in the mirror and I'm going to tell you why. And the crazy part about it is, and I knew I wasn't going back from this point, I'm a convicted felon. I am a convicted felon. And I actually had the opportunity, bro, to get a real estate license. And you are not allowed to get a real estate license if you're a convicted felon. They actually put me in front of the trick, Texas Real Estate of Commissions, and stated that you were not, I thought, even after I passed my exam, they didn't tell me until I passed my exam, passed my exam, they bounced back and stated that uh, we will not grant you a real estate license because of X, Y, Z. Call hmm, so wow. back into Louisiana and get the paperwork showing where they threw this case out. Of course, I'm a convicted felon. I gotta go get it expunged. But at the time, it's like it was for no reason. Like this shouldn't even been on me. But it 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 was on me. After I went and got my real estate license and uh, I was I failed again. Pretty much, it's like failing the test again after passing, and I failed it again because they wouldn't release my license. So after they released my license that day, bro. It touched my heart, touched my soul. And I looked myself in that mirror and I said, I wasn't going back after that. So to dig onto the marketing side and it all got to do with what I just told you, the marketing was a no brainer for me. You get what I'm saying? Because now I had an opportunity to do something that I, that really wasn't even supposed to be for me. It's for me. But in all reality, I'm lucky to even be in this position. And when you are lucky to be in a position, you're going to do everything you need to do. Yeah, so of course, when I started off, I ain't had that much money to like invest into the marketing, but there's so many things that I do now that, uh, that real estate agents, uh, whenever you knew, you probably not doing. Uh, but whenever I first started, I did a lot of the cheap stuff. I did the door knocking. I picked the uh, three subdivisions, right? Picked hmm. three subdivisions. I marketed to those subdivisions. I formed those markets. I door, knocked. Uh, a majority of those doors, each one of those subdivisions. I also did cheap Facebook and social media marketing, $10, $15 a piece. Uh, I posted every time I went. Let's just say you would have told me, "Hey, I want to go look at the pro- a property, at one, two, three Main Street." You know, now I'm not gonna actually show you a property until I know that you actually uh, can can go out and purchase a property. But at the time, I didn't care. I actually I actually just needed the content, so I used the content, and I was on social media every day recording the people that I was showing rental properties to buyers i mean uh uh homes people that's getting ready to buy a home i was recording every second and i was posting it on social media i posted on social media so really the first 10 of my deals came off of social media just using social media marketing and really cheap stuff just driving around showing people houses
0: everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: You know, because at the time, I ain't have enough money to dump it to Zillow. I ain't have enough money to dump it to Mojo Dialer to call for sell by owners and expire listings. I ain't have enough money to, to mail out to each three or one of those, uh, all three of those marketers that I was actually uh, forming. I ain't had the money to do that. So I did a lot of the free stuff and a lot of the cheap stuff at the time, even Craigslist. I put an ads on Craigslist, bro. I was doing everything you could think of for the cheap and for the free. That, uh, that actually got me there. But like I said, my first 10 deals came strictly off of just putting random stuff on social media. I was showing somebody a house, I was selling somebody a house. I make this dope HGTV video from showing somebody a house and I was showing three different houses and then they picked which one at the end of the video. You can scroll on my Instagram, you'll see it bro. And people was actually seeing excitement from me showing these people houses and they always oh, shit, I want a house too. So cool, let's go get you, let's go get you a house too. And then that's pretty much how I went bro. Hey,
3: I, went. So, I love it. It speaks to the hustle, man. Like you yeah. hustle, bro. Like
1: <laughs> get out here, go get it, man. Don't got to, bro. Yeah, man, no excuses, man. No excuses. Like, like really, no excuses. Like you went, you got everything stacked against you. Like everything, brother, bro. You know what I'm saying? He failed the test several yep. times. Several times. And then overcome it all, still to like, I'm gonna get my license. Yeah. And not only that, I'm gonna be a good agent. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I
4: looked looked myself in the mirror, bro, and said, I ain't going back. You know, like, I I got the opportunity. Somebody just gave me the opportunity to do something that I I actually shouldn't even be doing right now at this point. But the fact that I'm doing it right now, bro, is a no-brainer. I I felt like it was for me. Yeah. I felt like it was for me at that point, bro. Man, I want to get into
3: one last thing with the real estate before we pivot to our last segment of the podcast, bro. Okay is the hard money lending part. Uh, okay. Can you first explain what is hard money lending for those who don't know, and right. then you know how you actually used it and how you found a hard money lender for your first deal?
4: So so honestly, I already knew from that, from that, um, that sitting at 30, 45 minutes out of the class with, with my yeah. professor, to it, cause I always wonder, you know, and a lot of people that's new to real estate, it like, you know, I don't have that forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to buy my first deal. I don't have $20,000 to rehab the property, mm. but little that you know, you only need about 15%, 15 to 20% of the total number. So if your total number is $60,000, all you need is 20% of $60,000 in order to get your first deal. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. pretty much a hard money lender is somebody that actually lends out money to you uh, and they actually are the first lien holder. So you don't, you're not the first lien holder. You're actually the second lien holder. That is actually the first lien holder. And the overall goal is for you to, to, to default on that loan so they can actually take that property. Hmm. So for people who don't know that, is that they give you a six-month term. You can extend that that period, maybe uh, three months if that hard money lender actually allow you to do that. But if you default and you do not sell that property within the period or that term that's on that contract, you will default, you're going to foreclose and they pretty much take your property and do exactly what you wanted to do with it. But hard money lenders is pretty much uh, just, it's, it's, a, it's a business or a company out there that actually gives you money for investment type deals. So it's not a person that's gonna give you any money to go out and just buy a house the conventional way. So let's just say you needed $180,000 to buy a $180,000 house. They're not gonna give you that money. They actually, actually cater to people interested in investing into real estate. And they actually uh, tell you to come forward with within 15 to 20%. And if you show that 15% fifteen to 20% and you can actually show them or uh, show them exactly how you have structured this deal in order for it to make sense, you know, you got to send in your repair budget and everything like that as well. After you do that is money time. But at that point, um, uh, I also knew from, you know, sitting down with my professor at the time and just doing a little research at the time to see exactly what hard money lender I wanted to use.
2: Hey, that's so it, man,
0: major. What do you find? Yeah, hard money lender, you use. Uh, I'm sorry, Kelly, you had a question? Oh, I was just gonna ask, where do you find your hard money lenders? Or where you do you, know, you where can actually, somebody find one? You can actually Google,
4: you know, you can use Google, uh, like Google University, YouTube University. You can use all of those in order to find one. And you can also just see exactly, uh, and also networking events. You know, whenever you go to any real estate networking event, I can guarantee you the top three. Or any hard money lender that just started will be at one of those real estate events. So either meetup events, Google, or just by like I said, network, net just knowing people in your circuit is already doing investments.
2: Hey, and I just want to speak on something real quick. If you're gonna use Google and you come across an ad for CIX, don't fuck with them.
0: <laughs> That's all you don't fuck with them.
3: Or or if you, come up, if you go to connected investors. Y'all come across a company that say New West
2: Financial. Don't fuck with
4: them. Oh, man. So, what y'all got screwed on the deal, bro. Oh, did we, we get scammed? <laughs> we
2: bro. got our asses finessed. Well, yeah. see,
4: at that point, like, did 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 they have, like, you know, like, were, were they known? See, like, I knew my people were, like, they were actually known. You know, like, I, I like... Out here in Houston, you got you young, got no young
2: foolish brothers trying to make something happen.
4: Yeah, also yeah, oh, I see, I see, I see. We, we, were, yeah. we were naive and we were trying to move too fast. Oh man, dog. you can't do that, man. Yeah, bro. You gotta be so, patient, like they said, man. Be patient. Yeah, Take bro. Your time. Move slow, and nine times out of ten, you wake up with your breakfast in bed, man. Y'all, yeah, that's too. Y'all moved a little bit too fast, man, and that's super key right there, though, bro. You got to move up with your boat. My hands
3: handed to me. That's what I woke up with. <laughs> oh man,
4: bro. I, hey, I hate to hear that, bro. But no, it's hey, all good, bro. Yeah, it was a valuable
3: lesson that I promise I would never forget. Never it. forget. Never hey,
4: that's life. the biggest. That's the biggest lesson in life, man. Is experience, bro. The biggest never lesson life. in life is experience. Yeah,
3: never learn, bro. I
4: was there.
3: So, we're going we're gonna pivot to the last section, bro. Our last section of the podcast is called what's on your timeline um, and what's on your timeline? Basically anything that you saw on your social media, no matter if it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, just something that you would like to speak on, something that you feel like, you know, hey, I need to speak on this shit. I don't know if enough people heard about this. Oh man. Be-
4: so I, I, I was ready for that one too. You know what I'm saying? I'm always ready for y'all. Equipment. I love it. I love it. But, you know, the, 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 the thing that I'm getting ready to dig into now, which I told y'all early on the podcast, is I'm getting ready to, d- to dive deep on the, uh you know, the apartments, you know, the duplexes, the triplexes and everything like that. And uh actually being able to fund these deals, bro, using business credit.
0: So mm. I'm going to give
4: y'all a small key real quick, you know. uh, I went out and um I started studying. and. Most people don't know, bro. You have to line up your credit, bro. All of your gurus, your Grant Cardone's, and you know, all Jordan Beffer, like most of these guys, actually structure every one of their deals. Like these dudes do not touch residential homes. I'm, in this book right now, bro, everything is based off of time. Everything is based off of time. I can go and buy 24 residential homes, right, and make the same amount of money as I can make from. One or two apartment complexes. Yeah. Do you understand the time? I'm talking about twenty I'm talking about twenty two less transactions, right? Twenty-two less uh uh uh, working with lenders. You get what I'm saying? You got so much stuff that goes into each one of them deals, I can go in and I can structure me two deals, right? Hmm. Apartment complexes and make (laughs) the same amount of money. So Tom, so pretty much what I want to speak on that people are not really talking about because investors not really speaking on it is actually Really, truly being able to fund these large deals using business credit. And it actually starts by just having a business for at least two years, right? An LLC for at least two years, right? Uh, having at least a 720 credit score, right? Having five trade lines. For those who don't know what trade lines are, it's like credit cards. Student loans is a trade line. Car loan is a trade line. You get what I'm saying? Uh, what else is a trade line? Anything that you actually have to pay back, like it's credit. Mm-hmm. pretty much have to pay back. They need you to have five credit lines, a 720 credit score, a business for at least two years. And then at that point, you can actually go out and start applying for business credit. You know, if you had that business for an amount of time and you actually showing that you good on your credit history, these people are actually giving you 50, 60, 120, $150,000 on credit lines. And people are actually structuring their deals, paying, using credit. That 10, 15% I'm telling you about this paying their, their closing calls, paying, paying, you know, all of the closing fees, they're actually using credit and not touching that money. So the money that they actually make is just, is just piling up. So pretty, that's what I've been studying on. That's what I've been seeing a little bit on my social media, not much. But like I told people, you know, I just went and got this book, you know, The Complete God of and Selling Apartment Buildings. And uh, it's actually teaching a lot of that. And right now, I'm getting, uh, I'm about to buy this uh Grant Cardone book.
3: Who's that book by though? That the complete uh, guide.
4: Uh, the complete guide of buying and selling apartment buildings is actually by Steve Burgess. And uh, okay. believe it or not, uh, guy that was that I actually taught like how to wholesale. He actually recorded one of the calls on the phone with that wholesaler, and that wholesaler actually told him because he called it, it was absentee owner, actually told him that he actually did a deal with the guy, brother, which is Steve Burgess, he did a deal with his brother here in Houston, bro. Like this like the this book talks about a lot of deals being done in Houston and how they were structured in Houston and how he got away from wanting to do all residential until now he's just doing strictly apartment complexes. Making, you know, $150, $200, $300 a door in one location. You even gotta think about just driving. Now you don't have to drive to 24 different locations across Houston or across Fort Worth or across Richardson, Texas. You know, across Lafayette, you can go to one building and collect everything you need, you know, and be able to manage everything you need in one spot versus going to multiple places. And he doing all of this using business credit. So for those who out there that haven't really dug deep on business credit, man, I recommend you digging deep. You know, I, I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm sure the next time we get on a podcast, I'll be able to speak a little bit more about it. I'm actually educating myself right now at the time. But uh, business credit is actually – uh. Number one on my list as far as what I'm educating myself on right now. And I would recommend everybody else doing the same, especially if you don't have the money, but you don't need money, man. All you need is credit. Build your credit up to a 720. Go into, go into the three credit bureaus right now, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion this dispute all of that BS that's on your credit. Let it shoot up. Once you get past the 720, man, you're good to go. Had an LLC lined up for at least two years and go ahead and dump in and go to these credit unions, go to these banks and tell them that you need business line of credit and tell them you're using it because you're a real estate investor and they gonna dump you all the money that you need. And you can keep on doing that, you can keep on opening LLCs, you gonna open up 10 LLCs and you go, go get business credit in each one of those before you know it. You, now you always wonder how the hell I'm gonna touch $150,000. You already have $150,000 if you have a 720 credit score, two years in business, and you get what I'm saying? You already there. So you ain't really gotta worry about money no more. You see how you guys may have lost money on a deal and you're like, damn, I gotta get it back. No, you don't. All you gotta get back is a 720 credit score in the LLC. You see what I'm saying? And being- yeah, good bro, staff, you Leverage that debt to make money. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? You you, and you just make money, bro. You make money. You make money, bro. And then learn how to cash out, refi, use the BRRRR strategy on all of these deals, bro. And you keep that thing going and you build that wealth, man you build that wealth and that's exactly how most people are doing it, and they've been hiding it from us for years but we right here now babe. yeah let's go wait a right real. here we getting, getting, <laughs> getting it bro we getting it for sure hey, man and we appreciate it one I
1: thing did i did i did want to throw in and add in like two i had been seeing stuff on my uh twitter i saw a thread about uh commercial properties it was interesting that you had said something about it because uh, they were saying that it was good for uh, you know people thinking about an upcoming recession. Most because that, uh, they're very good <laughs> with cash flow, and on top of the fact, if you lose one or two t- or you lose one or two tenants, it's not as crazy as if you're in single-family homes or multifamily homes when you're losing that cash flow because you have so much extra. And right. then on top, of that, he was also explaining uh, that like with commercial properties, the way that the appreciation work is really cool is explaining that basically like you can force appreciation. Yep. So like- you can, There you go. By, by going in and- Got up pumped in, again. Yeah. Up in the rents <laughs> for commercial units, you can turn around and make your commercial property have a higher appraisal because it goes off the income, not off the property around it. Hey. So like, the stuff around that was crazy. Like all those gems. And I, I want you to, I'm going to give you the dude, he in Dallas. He from Louisiana too. Uh-huh. But uh, he was dropping all them gems on Twitter. But that that like- Seeing all that stuff, that's crazy. Commercial properties is great. Hey, bro, if y'all didn't get pumped up, you see what I'm saying? I,
4: I yeah. know all of that, bro. You force appreciation. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You force appreciation, and then you go back and you go get you some depreciating assets. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm not, with you. <laughs> you. You get what I'm saying? You, you dig deep, bro. But when you when you say force appreciation, it's a little bit different than residential. Residential, if the, if the county states that this property is worth 180000 guess what's the most you can sell that property for if somebody is using a loan? $180,000. $180, that's it, bro. But see, whenever you got an apartment complex, bro, mm-hmm. and you bought that bad boy, let's just say for $500,000, there is no cap. Like, you can force their appreciation. You can do a whole, switch up the electrical. You get know what I'm saying? You can, you can update that bad boy. You can go back in and negotiate the tax rate. You can go back in and do everything mm-hmm. and make that probably be worth 900000 a million dollars now after remodeling it, bro. You cannot do that in residential, bro. cannot yeah. do that in residential. Educate, yeah. man. Let's do it, man. Educate. Read as many books as possible, man. Right now, I'm on pace to read 52 books within the next 52 weeks. You man, that's what I'm on right now. Strictly educate. I got everything lined up hour by hour in my day. You see what I'm saying? Everything is lined up, man, get focused, man, stay focused, read educate, man, and let's win bro let's go bro we it. It. Be ready to play. Yeah. Let's, bro let's go let's go, man, we gotta eat, man, we gotta eat, we gotta stay focused, man, and grind. anything is possible, bro,
2: anything is possible anything anything bro all right, so before we wrap up, I do have one thing I want to talk about uh with the recent IPO, WeWork. I want to hear you guys' opinion on that. Uh, you know, if y'all been keeping up with a lot of things in the whole tech community, there's been like a lot of big IPOs this year for companies, these high cash burning companies like Uber, Lyft, uh, and all these other companies that have yet to turn a profit. They've been IPOing and performing poorly. And WeWork was set to IPO. It was supposed to be the next big unicorn to go crazy. And they ended up having like a lot of bad press. The valuation dropped by like $20 billion. And they just went straight up and they were like, ah, we're gonna just scrap the IPO altogether for the time being. So, being with all this.
1: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
4: this is ludicrous.
1: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
0: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
1: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I just
2: like to look at the economy and think about times like everybody talking about the recession. Do you guys see the the signs of a bubble in any regard? You know,
4: the, the key thing is actually working with a lot of lenders can actually tell you a lot more than you actually see on the internet and stuff like that. When I was getting ready to close on my deal recently, we was actually about, you know, estimating in between six to nine months to something actually happening. You don't know that what type of effect that it's going to have. And then according to some other investors that I'm cool with, they actually stating that there is a possibility that you could potentially see some type of bubble, like small market crash. You don't know exactly how large it will be. But um, I can't give you the exact because no one ever really knows. You can kind of get an idea, but you really don't know. Uh, But all I would say to do is prepare yourself. You see what I'm saying? If you prepare yourself, now at this point, I'm not buying six and seven flips at one time. I only want one or two. Because now I'm preparing myself based off of what everybody else is saying, and I'm also stockpiling on my on my on my credit, building my credit and my cash. So if something actually was to happen where the market do crash, now I'm actually going and buy that apartment complex that was once six hundred thousand for two hundred thousand. One that was once eight hundred thousand for three hundred thousand. Yeah. So the key is to not really worry about the recession or a bubble or a market crisis. To actually be prepared. Prepare yourself for it so you can kill when everybody else lay down. You see what I'm saying? And then the key is having some, you know, some properties that's going to give you some passive income. Because normally when the market crash, normally the rental rates go up and people are no longer able to buy houses. So now you're actually able to put a tenant in each one of those properties because now people can't afford a mortgage no more. So set yourself up to buy some, some apartment complexes, some duplexes, and then be ready for when the market crash. And also make sure you got some, you know, some cash in the back or some money that you can actually move around to be able to uh, to kill the game whenever, whenever something like that do happen. That's, that's, that's pretty much my recommendation.
3: Hey, I love it, bro. Because that's all, like, this person, he told us, man, that's all a recession is, is assets going on sale, yeah, man. That's it. So that's it. Like, like you said, man, go get yourself ready to purchase a lot of assets. Set that's yourself it. up. where you recession-proof.
4: Yeah. Set yourself up for it, man. Set yourself up and then be ready to jump off the ship, man, whenever it do happen. And don't be afraid. Scared money don't make money, man. Let's get scared hey, money don't make no money.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Yes, sir. It. Yes, so, sir. Paris, my brother, we definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast. If no you tell the people where they could find out more about you and just like plug anything you got going on.
4: For sure, man. So uh, right now, like I said, you guys can go follow me on Instagram at realestateparis underscore and that's P-A-R-I-S like Paris, France. So realestateparis underscore. You can also go check out my investment website at uh, monopolyhomebuyers.com. And also right now what I'm doing is just, you know, I'm just trying to stay active on social media so you'll see me active, like more reading books, educating myself. Uh, at a lot of business meetups right now because I'm trying to build my network when it comes to commercial and apartment complexes. So you guys will see me around for sure on the social media. Of course, my name is Paris Washington, so y'all can find me on Facebook as well. And uh, man, I'm out on social media, man. Real Estate Paris underscore Paris Washington. I don't have a Twitter, but uh, I'm out there, man. But just stay tuned with me on the uh, on majority of social medias. But uh, I'm for sure active. You know, I'm always active in the community giving back to the kids as well. Uh, my man, Elbert Gomez is getting ready to do a backpack drive again, uh, coming up within the next couple months. I'll be there. Uh, so my goal is to hustle and motivate, man. You for sure can check me out on Instagram and uh, everything else just goes from there. Everything else just goes from there. Yeah.
3: Hey, I love it, bro. Y'all definitely go follow my man. Uh, if y'all interested in some real estate, Wholesaling, y'all definitely go give them a follow. Go uh, connect with them, man.
4: And for sure, if y'all interested in some gear, man, just got these hats just dropped. Hey, it's man. Really, really fly, old. too, bro. Manopi like, that yeah. dog. Got the shirt on, too, man. Manopi yeah, this man. shit really Manopi. fly. I got the colorway one, too, man. But if anybody interested, man, just, uh, and I'm actually giving everybody the shirts so at the price I pay for it. So I'm not upcharging. I'm not even making $2 on a shirt. You get what I'm saying? So uh, just to support, man, hustle and motivate, man. But I most definitely appreciate y'all, boys for putting me on today. Like I said, I've been motivated for the last couple of weeks, man. And uh just, I ain't prepared myself for it. I just said, to get on and just talk. This is what I do. So, uh, man, I appreciate y'all boys for uh, for for putting me on a podcast to try, to you know, semi-educate those who don't really know much about real estate and just say, uh, just go do it, man. Like I said, year and a half, two years ago, $73 in my bank account, man. Now I'm over six figures doing real estate, man. So y'all just stay focused. Keep your head up, Ron, and just stay focused on the overall goal because anything is possible. Anything is possible.
2: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like, we appreciate you and our podcast guests will appreciate this, man, because you came through Drop Gems. I, oh. We have a real strong community here, man. Yeah, I, like, you know. I like the way the, the results. We've had several people come to us after doing the show and they told us, like, hey, man, our business flow picked up after the podcast sure. or like, people reached out to me telling me like, thank you for this information. So mm-hmm. we appreciate you more than anything, yeah, bro. man. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no
3: doubt. For sure, let's get into some house cleaning before we uh, wrap up the episode. Uh, once again, we want to just thank everybody. Thank yeah. the community, like David said, for you all just for being so supportive of us and our guests. Uh, y'all always just going hard and we're just happy to be able to supply you with these type of things and these type of tangible people. These is real people, everyday people that's out here doing it, but they love what they're doing and they love helping the community. So don't be afraid to reach out to them. Um, And a lot of those people, you can reach out to them, just click the show notes. I always put the information to where you can just easily follow up with them, connect and reach out to them. Um, Also, y'all can go to our website. Go to our website blackwellfundersights We got to get you as a real estate. Yeah, we, gotta get you uh, we got our director. we got our yeah. realtor directory. Uh, our CPA directory is almost finished. Uh, we're compiling that. We appreciate everybody for just out submitting their uh, information. We're gonna have a place where you can find all your black CPAs and just get your uh, information knocked out. Um, also, what else? We got uh, the
2: blog. Y'all yeah, make sure y'all check out the blog. We drop a blog every week with some useful resources, information that can help you on your journey to building wealth. Uh, always the tools and resources on the page. We got courses as well, on just many different types of side hustles. Uh, we got the merch, I mean, yeah. Yeah, check out the merch, blackwellfriendassurance.com slash merch. And anybody,
3: uh, our site was kind of experiencing some trouble, so. Our merch kind of had some backlag, but we back online, y'all. Everything is flowing back seamlessly. So if you just push through your order, you should get your merch in a good time. And we do apologize for our site being down. But uh, we try to compensate and just, you know, take care of everybody like we could. Also, uh, the Patreon, y'all support the Patreon. Y'all definitely keep on rocking with us. I'm gonna let Kelly tell y'all a little bit more about the Patreon
0: please subscribe to the patreon the patreon link is patreon.com slash T H E B W R. that's patreon.com slash
2: yeah that hey, boy kelly good
4: man <laughs> <laughs> I hey man all i can say you know last for y'all man if anybody out there you know is interested in educating themselves man i have a little background history in investing wholesaling and even if you're looking to buy and sell real estate you know i can help you buy and sell real estate regardless of where you located you get know what I'm saying, but I'm licensed to do real estate in the state of Texas. But uh, I also can help you throughout the process. So feel free to DM me. You know, like I said, real estate Paris underscore. You know, feel free to DM me, follow me, and let's connect, man. Let's do business. You know, let's grow, let's grow, let's grow, man. Let's do it. Hey, man. Y'all
2: yeah, better hit my brother up.
3: Yeah, man, my boy ready to work and he <laughs> enthusiastic hey,
4: hey, and he really
3: hey. put everything he got, bro. Hey. Yes, sir. That. You know yes, why? sir. We from the damn yeah, man. I'm we, at three three seven, baby. Yeah, Let's go,
4: man. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm three one eight, but we right above y'all. Three one eight, dog. I'm three one eight, dog. I'm 318. Oh, go, dog. <laughs> uh, I was three three seven. Hey, you know, hey, they they borderline, man. But Oakdale, Louisiana, man, that's that's born and raised, man, born and raised.
3: Oh yeah, we love it, bro. <laughs> we we appreciate it. We always love having a Louisiana native, bro.
4: No doubt. With that being said, this is Black
3: Wolf Renaissance, signing out. Peace.
0: Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about?